Be'ezras Hashem is Baruch. We will continue what we are learning in the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, Simen Yud Aleph, the 11th letter, which is known as Laskil Chabina, to enlighten our understanding. So today, we are going to try to see the core of what the Balatanya is saying in this parak. We're going to go very deep into the essence, the soul of the parak, of Parakir Aleph, the soul of this 11th letter, to be able to see, hopefully with clarity, the main objective of what the Alter Rebbe, what the Balatanya wants to achieve with this enlightenment. And for that, we need to see the magic, the magic and the clarity of the language, the lexicon that the Balatanya uses. And hopefully once we do that, we're going to be able to see why all of the shiurim that we're learning, even though it seems like an enormous amount of time for such a small letter, but in fact... The Tanya is the Torah Shabbat Savah It is the beginning, it is the, the, the foundational book of Chsidis. And then Lukut Torah and Torah Ur is thousands of Maimorim that are explaining the Tanya. And then you have the Maimorim of the Admar and Tsoi. You have all the discourses from the Balatanya himself in addition to Lukut Torah and Torah Ur. And there's an enormous amount of knowledge because we are trying, because this knowledge is knowledge that's trying to. Hold on to something that's infinite. And when we begin to understand the core of what he's saying in this parak, when you begin to understand it, you start to realize <coughs> that language is a limit. Language is, is limiting. It's limiting the, the enormous amount, the enormous revolution that the Balatanya is giving with this parak. And it's so enormous that you, you the language itself is only a doorway into this pool, into this sea of knowledge. And once you start to see that, then you start to swim in that sea. It's, it's indescribable what he's trying to give you over here. So of course we could learn this parak in a very subtle way. Or we could start to realize that the, the parak itself is just an awakener to what's really going on. And in order to appreciate the magic of what he's giving in this parak, in order to appreciate it, we have to go deep into the language that he's using over here. And we have to almost make a seder. We have to make an order of the language that he's using over here. And once you're able to see that, you have a panoramic view of this whole parak, you will see everything come together. So, we're going to start with a person by himself. We're going to start looking at this at a person by himself. 
The first two words of this parak is laskil chabina. Without all of the extra language, simply meaning simple, just to look at this very simply. Laskil chabina means to enlighten with understanding. What that literally means to you means that there's the right side of your head and there's the left side of your head. The right side of your head, and today we're going to discuss a lot, a lot about right and left. Right side of your head means your nekudas ha-chokhmah, the, the dot of enlightenment, the dot of wisdom, the knowledge that hits you in one second about something. I have an idea, I have a thought, I have a new, a new idea just hit me, and now I have to make sense out of it. Make sense out of it is bina. Bina means understanding, to hold it, to comprehend it, to meticulize it, to measure it, to extrapolate it, to go through it carefully. So one side of my brain, the right side of my brain, is my vision, is my chachma, it's my knowledge, my, my mental vision, my, my mind's eye, and my actual physical eye, my, my sight, to seeing everything in one second. But then there's my hearing, my hearing is the details, the details. I want, it, I want to work it out, I want to flesh it out. Bina means that I want to have it thoroughly. I want to have it thoroughly comprehended. I want to understand it. My Bina is my working it through, my measurement. My starting to extrapolate it. And these are two sides of your brain. And the right way to understand it is, in the Kabbalistic lexicon, it's called Nikuda Bahichala. The dot that's, that's in its home. That's in its heichel, it's in its, it's in its place, it's in its body, it's in its garment, it's, in its, it's being held. Why? Because if it's one tiny dot, if it's a little tiny dot, that there has to be worked through, that has to be held on to, else you're going to lose it. Right? You see a, a tremendous vision, you see a big skyline, the Manhattan skyline, and it, it, it takes your, your breath away, and then you say, what did I just see? Or like we discussed multiple times, I want to hold on to that. What is the, where, where does that come from? I want to hold on to it. That's your bina. That's the body in you. That's the part in you that wants to hold on to what you just saw. That wants to understand it. Wants, it, 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 it was spellbounding. It just took, you, took your breath away. It just took you over completely. But now what was it? What, what did I just see? I saw hundreds of buildings. Did I see it all? Did I see everyone? Could, could I count it? Could, could I describe it? If I close my eyes, did I see it? So there's a part of you that sees, which is chachma, it's, it's so enormous, it's so gigantic. And then there's bina, bina means to work it through, to, 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 to decipher it, what, what, what just happened. The chachma is beyond, when we say in the kuda, dot, do we mean dot? We mean something so enormous, it can be comprehended, right? So I'm looking at some enormous vision, and I cannot hold on to it. I don't even know what I just saw, it's so... Imagine any type of thing that you saw that's enormous, that has millions and millions of details, buildings and skyline, and you're just looking. You don't know where to look for it. You're seeing everything at once, but you're seeing actually nothing because it's so vast, so superficial. And this is what the Balatani explains in hundreds of pages, that there's the right side of man and there's the left side of man. Every person, the right side and the left side. The right side of your consciousness the right side is broken up into chachma, chesed, and netzach. The right side of your consciousness is the enormous soul that you have inside you, the enormous revelation. 
It's your soul, it's the core of who you are. It's known as the right side. It's the light, it's the visual, it's the alertness, it's the clarity. It's the infinity, it's the core of your soul. But it's so enormous, it's so, it, it cannot be held on to. It's so, it, it's so, it's, it, it's indescribable. And it starts with the chachm, it starts with the right side of your mind. And the left side of your mind, the left side of your body, the whole left side is your containers. Things that are trying to keep you here. It's trying to hold on to that enormous revelation that you have on the right side. And it starts with Bina. It starts with Bina, all the way in your head. It goes down to Gvura, which is your left hand. And it goes down to Hoid, which is your left foot. But all of this is metaphoric. It's metaphoric for two parts of your personality. Every human being is a split personality. You have a part of you that's the right side which is your soul, which is your consciousness, which is the core of who you are. And you have the left side, which is your body. It's the containers, it's holding on to what is. It's, it's trying to hold on. And now every part of your body is made up of these two parts. Every single part of you, every part of you. You have your eye, we just learned about this in the past, but now it's going to come all together, you're going to see it. You have your eye, which is your physical eye, your body. That's the gvura of you. That's the bina of you. That's the height of you. That's the body. The eye, the physical eye, is the portal. It's the basar. It's, it's what allows you to see the world. But if that eye is just an eye, and the person's dead, cannot see. So what's more important? Is the sight, the soul of the, of the person's eye, that's animating the eye, is that more important? Or is the eye more important? The actual physical eye, the pupil, the, the white of the eye, what's more important? And the answer is the beauty of birth, the beauty of life, the beauty of being, of the beauty of everything is that they both come together. Nothing's more important. So the right side, which is the, the soul of the eye, that's the masculine. That's the, ma- that's the masculine. Whenever, that's the male part of you. Every person, man and woman, they have, they're made up of male and female. Male means masculine, means the light. The light of my eye. And the feminine is my actual eye. Then you have the same thing with the ear. The ear has the, the power to listen, the power of, of, of being able to hear music. That's the soul of my ear, the soul. My ear has to be alive in order for the function of my ear to hear. So what's more important? Is the actual hearing more important? Is the actual soul of the ear that's more important? Or is it more important, the actual physical ear, the eardrums and all those details? And the answer is, they both work in unison. The masculine part of the ear, which is the hearing, the listening, which is the the actual soul of it. And the feminine, which is the body of it, which is what the container, the ear itself, the physical ear, which allows you. Now on every single level, as deep as you go, you will see, that even the ear alone has its blood, it has its life force, which is just keeping the ear alive while you sleep, while you're physically asleep, your ear has two parts to it. It has the physical flesh, the matter, and then it has something that's divine, something that's alive in it. But even though the ear is not working, it's not even listening to anything, you're asleep. But the ear itself, just the ear itself, has two points to it. The matter, the physical ear that you're holding on to, and then, the soul that's flowing through the ear, it's not listening. 
So as you go and you look at every part of your body, you will see you are made up of masculine and feminine. You are made up of light, of soul, of the liveness which is indescribable. I cannot describe it to you. You cannot describe it to yourself. The life of who you are, and then there's the body. The body of it is the feminine. It's the, it's the container, it's the, it's the clothing. It's the actual clothing. So what is the clothing doing? Is the clothing covering up the light of my eye? The clothing, which what is the clothing? The clothing is the eye, the physical pupil, the physical eye. The clothing is the physical eye. The clothing allows for you to see the eye, let's call the eye clothing, so we can understand what we're talking about, because it's extremely important to relate to this. So the eye, the actual physical eye, my whiteness of my eye, my actual pupil, the whole eye is the clothing. Why is it the clothing? Because it's covering up on the light of my sight, the light of my vision, my, the soul of my vision. It's covering up on that, and it's limiting it, it's narrowing it, and it's allowing it to see. So when a person's blind, God forbid, we say, Saginor, too much light. He has too much wisdom, he has too much chachm, he has too much infinite light in his eyes, and therefore he's blind. So the eye didn't do a good cover-up to the sight, to the vision, to the soul. And he's saginor, he's blind. Saginor means too much light. So the goal of the eye is to work in perfect unison with the, with the vision, with the soul of the eye, which is to, to cover up too much of the light and to allow it just enough of the, of the light to go through the eye to be able to see. And every single part of the body is made up of this. My right side, which is the soul of my consciousness, the soul of whom I am. And then my left side, which is the container, which is the body, which is the, the clothing, which will allow the consciousness to flow through. And every single organ, every organ that I have, every organ, every little organ that I have, is always made up, wherever level you go to, is made up of divine and matter, soul and body, masculine and feminine. And both of them are just as important. There's no one that's one without the other. Each one has its separate function and they must be married all the time in order to work properly. And this itself is so magical because it's an enormous it's an enormous meditation. It's an enormous it's an enormous form of enlightenment to be able to see what a person is. And over here we're going to begin to see the point of enlightenment that he's trying to tell us. What is the problem if I live in my right side? And what is the problem if I live in my left side? The problem is that I cannot live in either one. I cannot live, I cannot make the ikr, I cannot make the purpose either one. I have to always be marrying my right side and my left side. And this is literally the parshas that we're learning now. Shlach, the whole entire chassidus explains this, that the whole point of shlach was the whole entire Miraglim, they wanted to stay in the midbar. They wanted to hold on to the divine. They wanted to be spiritual. They wanted to be in a kudus ha They wanted to sit with the soul. Let's be in the midbar. Let's be in the desert. We don't need anything material. 
They wanted to be in the right side. The right side is just to hold on to the visual, just to hold on to the spiritual, to the divine. And Moshe Rabbeinu came and said, and Hashem came and said, that's a complete mistake. You've got to go into Eretz Yisrael. So now came Koirach, who was, is this week's parasha, who was the levy, who was the feminine side. Moshe Rabbeinu was the masculine. In that relationship, explain the communalistic terminology, Moshe Rabbeinu was the masculine. And the masculine was, and the, all the, 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 the Nassim, they were the masculine. They wanted to hold on to the light. They didn't want to come into the land. They didn't want to get corrupt. They didn't want to get caught up with the body. And Koirach was the exact opposite. He was the levy. He was the container. He was from the left side, from the feminine. He represented the actual physical eye. And Koirach said, why are you going to rule? Why are you going to rule everything? We, we just figured out that the body is the most important thing. If you said the divine, if divine is not important, then what is important matter. And this argument ultimately is the argument that every person goes through in his life. Is my soul the most important thing or is my body? Is my eye the most important thing, my pupil, my physical eye, or my soul? That's animating my eye. And this goes on in every marriage. This goes on in every single, in, a, in your own marriage. Your own marriage means you're masculine, you're the soul of your consciousness, and, and you're feminine, your body, which is holding on to you. Which one is more important? And the answer is none of them are more important because they both, they both have to marry each other. But to marry each other means nobody could really rule because if anybody fully rules, then you're trapped. Then you're trapped. If the soul has its way, you're dead. If the body has its way, the soul gets deeply corrupted in the body. And that's exactly what happened with Koirach. Koirach said, materiality is the most important thing. We just discovered it with Pasha Shlach. Pasha Shlach, the Miraglam couldn't go into it. Miraglam, they had to stay in the Midbar. You wanted the Midbar? You wanted a life just of soul? You want a life just of enlightenment? Just to be separate from the whole world? That's going to be your destiny. You'll stay in the Midbar. Koirach said, matter, the ground. Materiality is the most important thing? That's your destiny. He was swallowed up by the ground. They were swallowed up by the ground. Either you have it that you're, you're creating a heaven in a, in a midbar, an oasis, a heaven in a midbar, or you're deeply in the ground, you're in the grave. You're asleep, you're completely unconscious. So it's extremely important to see with clarity what's going on over here. There's the right side and the left side. Every human being has the masculine side of him, which is the light of him, the soul of him which is the revelation. And then the feminine, which is the body, which is the container. And each one wants to rule. Each one wants to rule, but each one needs the other in order to rule. So what is an enlightened person? An enlightened person is a person who recognizes that every single moment is a moment that you need to have chokhmen, you need to have bina. You need to have the point, the, the knowledge, the light, and the body that's expressing the light. You can never have one with the other. And that's an interactive experience. That's an enlightened experience. That's a wakeful experience. That's experience that there's no confusion. Because the sight, the vision, the chokhmen needs the eyes to see. But if the eye becomes the ichor, then there's no more sight. If the eye becomes, the physical eye becomes obsessive, there's no more sight. Then the whole sight is trapped. 
This is a tremendously, this changes this whole entire parak. When you begin to understand this, you understand it. This changes the whole entire parak. Because in life, what is going on with a person? He has his body. And now all of a sudden, the feminine parts of his body, which means the, 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 the clothing of his body, starts to take on its own life form. My mind starts to wander and chatter the whole entire day and label and breathe things. My heart starts to wander the whole entire day and now runs after other things. But Haskil Chabina means to see everything with clarity, to have everything in its space. Yishkun Oir Hashem is not a moment in time. Yishkun Oir Hashem means that my soul, my right side and my left side should be completely in tune because that's the purpose. That's the purpose. That means that you're not trapped. That means that you're not confused. That means that you're aware of your purpose of this world. And your purpose in this world is to discover God, to, dis- to be fully alive. That's it. That's your purpose. And somebody who ever felt what it means to be like for alive for one moment, even if you were alive for one moment, that's, that itself is the purpose. You're not trying to do anything with that. Trying to do something with that is the confusion. So it's the quality of this moment right now, which is the purpose. What is the quality of the moment? Am I living with just the body of it, the superficial, the covering? Or am I always going deeper? Am I using the covering to go deeper? To discover the core, the soul of everything? To understand that the whole point of a body is to be able to hold on to the soul. So this is an unbelievable idea because this is what, this is what the Balatani is talking about. You understand? There's two types of language over here. There's the body, which is by itself means nothing, which that's Bina. And there's the Haskilcha, there's the, 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 the wisdom, the moment, the, the, the minute of enlightenment. And it's a constant experience, perpetual experience, because that is the gift of birth, the gift of being alive right now. So the idea of the purpose of this life is that I have an ego, I have a body, but at this moment right now, I'm discovering God with my ego and with my body. But my ego and my body is trying to trap me all the time. By past and future. And past and future means that the body, the the, the clothing is covering up. The feminine is covering up. And it's overpowering the masculine. My own feminine, my own body, my own containers covering up. But the purpose of life is there should be constant marriage between these two opposites. My divine should animate my matter, should take over my matter, should be revealed through my matter. My infinite, my godlike energy in me, the chelik and the kamal mama should take over my matter, should take over my life, should be revealed. My my infinity, the way I'm the way I'm compared to God, my infinite part of me should take over my, my eyes, to take over my heart, should take over my body. It should flow through me. Now if I'm experiencing pain, if I'm, if I'm resisting what is, if I'm constantly in a state of resistance, if I'm constantly trying to, to fulfill my mind, to fulfill my heart, fulfill my desires, is there room for godliness to flow through me, for me to be a vessel, a vehicle, for godliness to throw through me? Can I see the whole 
purpose of my life? Can I see the purpose of my life? Or oh, I'm too busy. Or oh, my body is too trapped. My chayim besodim, taking on my left side, is taking on a part of its own. So it's my left side, that's my purpose. My left side, because it's the clothing, it allows me to see the world. But will I get caught up in that? Will I get caught up in the body of everything, in the clothing of everything? So it's the outside of everything that allows you to go inside. But everybody's too busy on the outside. The outside of the world. Without asking the purpose. And this is the lexicon that he's using, the magical lexicon, the language that he's using in this, in this simon, which is to show you that the left side, the ultimate, if you're trapped in the left side, then you misunderstood the left side. The left side is to allow you to experience the world. Your body, your feminine, your, 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 your clothing is to allow you to cover up something and allow you to reveal the rest. So your, all, your mind, your heart, your body is always the way that, that should be Yishkoin, the way that it could be present. The way you could be present right now is by having a body. But if you're deeply rooted in the past, if you're deeply rooted in the future, if you're deeply involved in, 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 in resisting what is, if you're resisting what is, then you're missing out on life. If you have hopes for one moment in the future, you're missing out on life. So when, is, when does presence happen? Presence happens every moment. When is my life new? Every moment it's new. Now means new. So you cannot hold on to anything. But that's a paradox because the, the, the body is all the time trying to hold on. How can I hold on? How can I hold on to this enlightenment? I want to hold on to it. And that's the paradox that he says, Laskil Chabina. It's a major paradox. Because the feminine wants to hold on to it, and the masculine wants to reveal. And the answer is they're both coming together, which is the purpose of life. And this is the ultimate revelation what he's giving us. That at this moment now, is the only moment that you're ever alive. Because your life only unfolds in this moment. And being deeply trapped in your body, means to be unaware of this moment. And to be aware of this moment, to discover God, to discover your infinity, to discover your divine, to discover your right side, is the purpose of why you have a body, why you have a container, is the purpose of why you have a separate sense of self. But not to indulge your separate sense of self, it's to use the sense of self to discover the ultimate, to discover God. Through kindness, through happiness, through, through non-resistance, through, 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 through just seeing the enormous, the enormity of life. But we're too busy because the body is taking on all different types of things because the body by itself is a trap. On the one hand, it's clothing. On the one hand, it's holding. And on the other hand, it has to let go. If it doesn't let go, hold and let go every moment. Never hold on to anything. That experience, let go of anything negative and hold on to everything positive. Because positive is the right side. And the left side is the negative, is the measurement. So ultimately speaking, you got to always marry the soul and the body. But in order to marry the soul and the body, you cannot make any of them the acre. Because if the divine becomes the ikr, then you're not in this world. Then there's no you to experience anything. But if you feel yourself too much, if you're not in a surrendered state, if you don't ever really, if you don't understand what means enlightenment, then you'll be obsessed with one, with one organ that you have. Whether you're, it's, your, it's your heart, your lusts, your, 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 your mind, your intellect. And you'll completely be unaware of your purpose, which is to be fully alive at this moment and to discover Hashem every single moment. Because that's the most magical thing. And to discover Him through learning Torah, through doing mitzvahs. Through, mitzvah means to sanctify. 
the, the containers, to sanctify all these organs, to sanctify, to let the divine, the, the infinity, the enlightenment flow through your being. And when you give kindness to somebody else, when you put yourself in someone's shoes, when you split someone's seat, when you're engaged in all these things, you're involved in divine, you're fully alive. You're awake to your purpose, you're awake to your mission, you're an enlightened person. But if you're resisting what is, if you're in pain and you're suffering and you're complaining and you're resisting all the time, you're deeply rooted in your left side. You have not used your left side to discover God. You have not used your containers. You have not used the gift of vision to truly see, to truly understand, to truly have a meaningful life. And ultimately speaking, this is what, this is the power of this pedic, what he's trying to teach you. To be fully alive means to be awake at this moment. Every moment aware, that's the purpose of life. Because then you discover God, then you discover your affinity, then there's Yishkan Oed Hashem constantly, perpetually in your body. Good, good, good.